Um, a couple things I was thinking about was one, um, they were outstanding in practice. They really worked hard and they, they looked really good. So that obviously allows me to give them confidence to start. Uh, there's also a matchup thing that we wanted them to play against Stahl. Um, as the game goes on, we always kind of get away from matchups, but if we can get it when we want to, then we can. And, but I think they earned my trust and just the way they've been playing and certainly how they, um, what they did in practice the week before. It seemed your group was playing in a way to just leave nothing to chance. Did you kind of sense that from them too? There was a lot of talk about this break and whether it was going to be good or bad or too long. They, they just seemed to grab this thing right away. Um, I liked how we played in the first period and throughout the game, but um, you think about leaving things to chance, and I thought uh, um, our defensive zone, where they had a lot of pucks thrown to the uh, blue paint or to the crease, and, you know, it has to get through a defenseman, and I just liked how we had layers, and one is our forwards helping out in those situations. Um, you know, our forecheck, our defense pinching when they should be, but our forwards not just anticipating our defenseman's going to keep that puck in. They're helping them out and they're covering for them. And that's the way we want to play all the time, just playing the right way, thinking the defensive side of it. And obviously, if we um, check well, we'll get the puck more. We'll be able to make more uh, plays offensively. Yeah, less risk. Less risk in your game that doesn't seem like people are taking as many chances, maybe, as we saw. Well, I think there was, especially in the second period, and that's going to happen. You get up a lot of goals and you start cheating the game a little bit. Um, you know, I think we've been really good at not turning the puck over at the blue line on the attack. Uh, tonight, I think we had more than we have in many previous games. Um, but uh, it happens, it's human nature. Um, and uh, other than that one little aspect, I thought the rest of our game, we didn't have any cheating. We played really well. So you've got a team that, you know, you've got them going here in the right direction. They're starting to really play a brand of hockey, I think, that you would probably like. Uh, do you now switch your focus from, you know, you spent your time here getting this team off the ropes. Uh, now it's, do you switch any kind of focus in your coaching to somehow keep it going? No, our focus was to break it down in eight, eight game segments. Um, we didn't want to look long term because there's so many unknowns, uncontrollables. And we just want to control what we can. We can't think about game 82. We have to think about what's coming up next or even a short term. And we started the game um, or um, we started the series, our eight game segment in Washington. And we just broke it down and we talked to the team about what we need to do to make playoffs. And, you know, 95 points is kind of that mark. And we figured if we won so many games in these eight game segments, we're going to be really close. Um, so we just focus on breaking the season into those little chunks or segments, and we'll see what happens from there. Hey Chris, so why did you decide to move Matthias Janmark with, with Fogel and McLeod, and what have you come to appreciate about his game in the short time you've had to coach him? Well, we started with, when I got here, I've heard a lot of good things about Matthias and how good of a hockey player he is and how smart, and um, Yanni has shown you that. Um, Early on, coming back from injury, you know, he was kind of on that fourth line mostly. Um, we had some injuries or, you know, Hyman being sick, we bumped him up in the lineup. I just think he's a really smart hockey player. Takes care of the puck, does those little things, blocks 
shots. You know, Fogel's uh, benefited from a great block from um, Yanni. And, um, you know, another thing we were thinking about was, you know, I looked through uh, Fogel's uh, points in the past two years and seeing how he scores his goals. And a couple things came to mind of, like, how he um, generated his offense. But one thing that showed up a lot was him on his off wing. And, um, you know, we want to put Fogel on the off wing. Well, we needed somebody to go on there. So there was a, a lot of factors in that decision. So one, Fogel moving to right wing and also the trust and type of player Yanni is that we were going to give that a line a try. I wonder about uh, Zach Hyman and if you if there's more offense in his game that you ever than you thought coming into this job. I know the point totals have been there, but he seems to have taken another step forward this year. Yeah, no, you see some players around the league who just continue to score and get better um, as they get older, which isn't typical. Um, you look at, you know, Pavelski's been able to maintain a very high level of scoring. Um, you know, seeing the, the, the Rangers quite a bit, uh, being familiar with them. Like you see Chris Kreider become a better goal scorer as he got older. Um, you know, maybe that's with Zach. His, his uh, calling, like he's he's plays the right way. He doesn't take shortcuts. Um, a lot of credit should be given to his line mates and the players that he's playing with um, to help him out in that area. But he's finding ways to score goals, and it's nice to see because he's not, not taking shortcuts on the defensive side to score those goals. Can you talk about Paul Coffey mentioned he really wants a defenseman to make plays. And the sequence on Hyman's first goal by Evan Bouchard on multiple occasions, just holding on to the puck, you know, dancing through Carolina guys at times and just looking very poised. Can you talk about just your overall group of defenders and the plays they're making with the puck in all three zones? Yeah, we want to give our guys confidence with the puck. And, you know, you guys have been watching practices and we've done a lot of... Um, Small area games, and that's that encourages players to make plays because they're confronted, and there's obviously the risk reward in a small area game is um, you know you can score a goal, and if you turn it over, you're probably getting a new puck. So um, you know, for our guys, we want them confidence, making plays, having the confidence to do that, but being smart about it and not being careless, not being reckless. And what we've seen from our defensemen right now, they've been joining the play and making plays. And I think that starts with, you know, having good awareness, but using their legs to um, join the rush. Um, using their legs to get open, finding an open ice, so they're good support for our uh, forwards. You know, so there's a lot of things that are, um, that are helping them with that aspect, and we're, we're continue to uh, encourage that. Chris, you were in the NHL before. You coached a long time in the American League. You see that you know the importance for development for young players. Um, the conversation. I don't know if you and Ken have about a guy like Philip Broberg and just the need to play. And you know, if it's not going to be here because your D's playing well, the, the need to get him some ice time in the American League. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, we talked about this earlier. Where it's um, yes. First of all, Ken and I we do have those conversations and. It's not um, a fine line of, or uh, black and white where the coach is thinking about winning and the management's thinking about development. We obviously consider both those aspects. And we've been very fortunate 
not to have any injuries. We've got six defensemen that are playing really well. It's just very unfortunate for uh, Broby not to have the opportunity. Um, if we had an injury and we needed to use him, I have no doubt that he would fill the role and play very well. It's just unfortunate in circumstance he doesn't have that opportunity. So it's not good for him. It's not good for the organization for him to just sit here and have our be a part of our 20 or 40 minute practices, whatever we are fortunate to have. Um, he needs to play, so when we do need somebody, he can build his game and be ready to contribute. And uh, do you have an update on Dylan Holloway? Um, he's questionable um, another week, maybe a little bit more. We're looking at the Christmas break that uh, possibly he gets back before then, and if not, I would think definitely after. But, yeah, we're, hope we're hopeful that uh, it's before the Christmas break.